Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or good morning. This is your boy, Roberto, and of course, this is the Black Hand Podcast 2.0. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my own town. Hope everybody's having a good night tonight, or morning, or wherever it is in your neck of the woods. I'm having a, um, well, it's not a good day, it's not a bad day, it's just a day. And it passed, and so be it. You'll never be showing up again. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk about something that affects millions of Americans and overseas. It's something that you can't usually do anything about. And if the person that is happening to you doesn't admit that it's happening, then that makes it a lot harder when they do find out. That is mental illness. It seems that we all have some kind of mental illness one way or the other. Some are a little bit milder than others, and some make you lash out and go to a mall and start capping people for, you know, for no apparent reason, depending on the person. Now, if you do not know the symptoms of a person with mental illness, don't be, don't feel bad. Most of us don't know how it comes about. We know that it is a thing, and it's very serious. We also know that it's a, um, some kind of a way that either you're born with it or happens, you know, over time, depending on what or who we're talking about. Now, in my youth, when I was growing up, a lot of people whole lot of damn people thought that I had mental illness. Friends, family, you know, teachers, psychiatrists, and you know, I, you know, I, I don't think I have it. I don't think I have mental illness. It's not that you can, it's not something that you can catch like a cold or something like, um, you know, anything, flu, COVID, whatever. Is something that either you're born with it or it happens to you gradually. And uh, for a very, very long time, no one liked to talk about it because no one likes to look weak. And mental illness to some people is, you know, in their own little crazy ass way, they think people with mental illness are, you know, helpless. They are, you know, non-caring. They uh, just do it, you know, just get attention and everything else I've ever heard. But if they really do have it, they're trying to get, you know, as much help as possible. And it could be from family or friends or anybody else. And some people take medication, pharmaceuticals, to keep the mental illness at bay unless they stop taking them, that is. And it affects people to the point where either they harm other people or they harm themselves. There's no way in between. Now, the last five years in this country, we had a lot of mental illness going on. And I don't mean in civilian life. I mean in the big old White House in Washington. had a lot of really, really strange things going on there. And you would think the last guy 
had mental problems or illness or both. Because some of the decisions he's made and some of the ones he did make made no damn sense whatsoever besides the people that voted for him. I'm still wondering what the hell he's talking about, but it is what it is. But all in fairness and seriousness, mental illness can either can break you, it can chase people off, it can make the most smallest little detail turn into Mount St. Helens, damn near, Mount Vesuvius, if you want to get technical. And um, just in case you don't know the symptoms of it, let me read off some of the stuff that they talk about, you know, mental illness and bipolarism and everything else. Let's see here. Symptoms. So, some of the symptoms you probably already know. Um, feeling down and sad. Uh, feeling worried or empty. Sleeping too much or too little. Feeling tired or slowed down. Changing appetite or weight. Having a little too interest, little too interest in pleasure in your hobbies. Some that's along with. Um, let's see here. Having trouble concentrating. I usually have that problem myself. Thinking about death or suicide. <laughs> no, no, I'll get to that another time. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, feeling like you can't enjoy anything. That's me again. Forgetting a lot of things. Um, and having trouble sleeping. All those are either, you know, the lows that you have mental illness or highs and it seems like all you know mental illnesses are you know what happens with people every in everyday life now like I said today I had a day it was um, you know it was a day you know I'm um, starting a new job on Monday and um, I'm excited I am nervous, and um, I'm hoping that I do a good job, but like I was saying in my last podcast, I did the same job for 22 years, and from my point of view, I worked with a lot of people that were mental, they just didn't have it that way, didn't have it labeled or anything like that, but there are those chosen few that you you may or may not work with that may have a screw or two loose or they um, need help but don't want to take it and so on and so forth it can happen to anybody in their family it can happen from the most smallest little thing like I said or a big thing now um, people usually get triggered to do dumb stuff after losing a parent or a loved one or someone really close to it and they don't know how, their brain doesn't know how to comprehend it. Even even at an older adult stage, they don't know. So, people usually lash out. They, uh, you know, talk real fast or talk real slow or don't talk at all. They hear things. Um, sometimes they talk to themselves and God knows what the hell their, the voices in their head are saying. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big, huge, you know, big deal. It's a really big problem. Now, in my day, like I say that, in my day, 
kids were crude, were, you know, they're all rude. They're cruel. They don't give a damn. And they will say whatever comes up. And if you don't like it, then you're a sissy. If I had a dollar every time someone asked me if I was retarded, no bullshit, I would be rich. I had a girl in California ask me that. Robert, are you retarded? You know how painful that feels to be asked something of that magnitude by a fellow student or a fellow man or whatever. I was a kid, you know. I was growing up. I lived at two parents lived on two sides of the goddamn state of the you know, country. Um, I had no um, I had no friends when I was living in California. I had some, but they were scattered. And um, my family here in Kansas City at the time, they thought I betrayed my mother by moving with my father. So I um, went to a very deep depression or a bathroom for about two or three weeks. I didn't go to school. I was pretty much just a wreck. I was, um, I felt terrible, you know, really. Now my old man, always locked his, his bedroom door because he didn't like anybody just walking in and walking in on him or, you know, or whatever. Well, that one day, for some strange reason, neither my mother, my stepmother, or my father was around. And like I said, I have, I have that was a, 88 was a worse year for me, you know, until further on. But either way, um... I uh, went into my dad's room. Now, like I said, I was depressed. My dad had just brought Snub Nose 38 Smith & Wesson. Beautiful gun. He got it for me and my, got it for my stepmother when he was on the road. Being able to truck driver and all. Well, the door was unlocked and there was his gun case. Not locked, none stuff. It should show you how, how things were different in the 80s and 90s than they are now. Now they got these little clips you can put on guns so they won't shoot. They got, you know, things on there that you can, you know, uh, take, I mean, you can lock your gun up and everything so no kid will get to it. But in my day, my dad's gun box was wide open, basically. So I pulled the gun out. I'm looking at it. All the chambers were empty, so I didn't shoot anybody. Didn't want to. Not going to. And I took one of his hollow point bullets. Put it in the chamber, spent it around. I clicked it twice. Second time, I thought it was a goner. But I'm also a very curious person. So even though I did not blow my entire head off that day, I was curious about where the bullet was. If I would have clicked it one more time, I would not be talking to you people today. And some days, some days, even now, that was 30 plus years ago. Even now, I wish I had shot myself. Everybody's pressure. Because no one took anything I said seriously. Everything I did was either told to me to do or forced me to do. 
And um, my dad was no different. My dad was an outgoing person. He loved talking. He loved talking to people. He loved talking about semis, whatever. He had a gift of gab, as I say. But I didn't even have that. But I was called a nerd. I was called retarded. I was called a basket case. <laughs> that was a good one. And pretty much every word in the world that you can use to not going to win out your sales. Mines were just, <laughs> ain't nothing there. So, I don't know if I had mental illness. I don't think I do. If I did, I'll be talking about you know, quasars and, you know, real, real crazy stuff. And I'm not saying a mental person is crazy. I'm not. Mental illness does not care how rich you are, how poor you are, where you live at, what kind of car you drive. Mental illness is fucking mental illness. You're going to have it regardless. You can be the world's richest man on the face of this fucking earth. And mental illness will still whip your ass. Prime example of that, as I always do, and I always use him as an example, because he was, you know, mental, but nobody knew it. Howard Hughes. I read the autobiography about Howard Hughes, and he's also the um, poster boy for money does not make you happy. It doesn't. But anyway, well, he had OCD, um, obsessive control disorder, something like that. I can't remember. Obsessive compulsion disorder, whatever they call it now, whatever. But he had it, and it was no name for it. But he had this mentality that he didn't like germs. Nowhere. In his food. On his clothes. And to meet Howard Hughes, you would think that he was the most poorest man on the planet. Even though he was the richest. But his mental health was shot to, de- to death. So when he had a plane accident that damn near killed him, he got hooked on painkillers. Because... I mean, he had 15th degree burns over half of his damn body at the time. So, of course, pain pills will kick that out. But he was a millionaire, okay, and still had problems. So, it's, so there's another thing that all humans have in common that we choose to ignore. We all got bread blood. We all can die. We all can do every damn thing the next person can do. And we can all have some kind of problem with our bodies. And mental health may not be nowhere near your family. But you may know somebody that knows somebody else that has mental illness. It's almost like, you know, 10 degrees of Kevin Bacon or something. It's a, uh, it's just really, really terrible, you know. And the thing is... When you if, when you do have it, you can't go to a doctor and say, "Hey, can you remove this mental illness from my head?" I appreciate it. You can go. You can't, you know, have these voices stop ringing in your ear to tell you to do something stupid to yourself. And sometimes all the all the medication in the world is usually doesn't work either, depending on how bad it is. Now, I mean, I know you've probably seen somebody that put tuna foil on their windows and inside their kitchen because of the oh, x-rays that are coming through their house. So they covered up all this stuff with, you know, aluminum foil so the 
Rage will get hit. And I actually, I, I was when I was working in um, Nebraska, this guy had mental illness. He didn't act like it. He was pretty smart. When I got him back to his house, I had to walk him in to get a signature from his grandmother. Now, I must mind this guy was 53 years old. His grandmother was well into her 80s. So she said, I walked in, and there is aluminum foil every damn where. The ceiling. The only place it wasn't on was a floor. I'm looking around like, what in the hell is going on here? So his mom signed a paper, his grandmother signed a paper. I said, we have a nice day, ma'am. And she got real quiet. Like, thank you for bringing them, but, you know, type of thing. So, mental illness tends to, unless you have a really strong friendship with somebody or family members or whatever, a lot of them don't want to be bothered because they figure like like mental illness is going to sneak into their head while they're sleeping or something. I mean, it's really asinine to think that way, but a lot of people do. But it's nothing to fear. And um, giving the right person that you're talking to or a shrink or whatever like that is how bad or how good you can get through it. And I've been through a lot of shrinks too. I'm not crazy, but, you know, my dad thought it was necessary. But I am, I've learned a long, long time ago, I don't have mental illness, but I don't get any kind of respect either. Never have. My word is nothing to some people. I can give you ideas and you'll do whatever the hell you want to do and still blame me for not telling you what to do. And you would think that with all that going on, I would have a mental illness. I mean, hello, I almost ate a damn bullet from a 38. And and the most craziest thing of that of all, my dad walked down walked in on me holding his gun. That was a crazy minute. Because my dad was not worried about me shooting myself. He was worried that I was going to shoot him instead. <sighs> Parenting. But if you do know somebody who is struggling with the voices in their head and they can't function without you know, being on some kind of narcotics that the doctor gave to them and that they have some kind of trauma that happened to them to make them go mental like that just talk to them you know just uh, try to learn what the what's wrong with them you know sometimes you just don't know they don't even know but if they are when they're sharing that means they're trying to tell you what they're dealing with but if you have like a short attention span and you know, you've got other things to do and or unless you just don't give a shit. Then again, you don't give a damn. You know? Just point blank. But I am not a mental person, I'm not a retard. Got a brain that works just fine. And some people tend to believe that um, I'm helpless. Or, you know, a non thinker of myself or whatever, you know. Just 
dumb shit. So, but mental illness is a, um, it's a frightening thing. You can't wash it away. You can drink to your blue in the face, can't drown it out. Uh, depending on what situation you're in, your voices are telling you to do something totally opposite of what you want to do. And it chases away a lot of people, family, friends, everybody. Because you can't handle, you know, you can't, they can't handle your mental illness. Now, back in the day, they didn't call it that. They call you, just call you fucking crazy. Or in a sane asylum until you quote unquote straighten up or whatever. And it was like that for a very long time. And mental illness was probably all through the damn wards in these hospitals. It's not because they, you know, they, you know, they, would want to do crazy stuff, but they do. But you want to come out there and throw them in a warehouse them inside of a building, and that's it. Yeah, it's just really, really just terrible. Now, a lot of celebrities have came out with and said that they have two, they also have mental illnesses. And I, and I admire that. I really do. I mean, because... Things are a lot more open now than they were 30 plus some odd years ago. No gay marriage, transgenders, um, kids with tattoos, you know, kids coming out of the closet at an early age. It's more accepting now than it was back in 1988. But my thing is, I tell people this and they laugh at it. I have been depressed since I was, uh, well, I'll say about maybe 10 or 11. I see the negative in everything. And because I think that way, some people really think that there's something wrong with me. And there's not. Because all the stuff that's going on in this world right now, all the killings, the murders, people not getting along, racial tensions and every damn thing else is going on why the fuck should I be happy about that what the hell's a positive in all this besides me getting out of the bed in the morning and able to walk and able to talk and you know able to you know remember stuff and whatever that's about it okay and even that has chased people off because I'm not going to be standing up here you know skin and grin for no damn reason but they just cannot understand why I'm like that. It's cost me a lot of stuff. It really has. But I would be lying if I said, oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's great. No, things are not great right now. Things are really fucking bad, okay? And unless you're on some kind of narcotic, then you see it every damn day. I see it every day. But that does not mean that I am mentally challenged doesn't mean I'm a retard, and it doesn't mean that I'm stupid or crazy. I'm just being a person that's real, 100%. I can be happy when something's going on that's happy, and then I can, you know, hate the stuff that's, you know, that's bad. And people really find something wrong with that. Don't ask me why. But I am not going to stand up here when the world is burning around me, smiling can't do it 
and uh, I lost a lot of shit this year and still am losing it but either way the mint and well my dad thought that I was crazy my mother thought that I was mentally challenged or whatever so it was kind of hard to get support from them when they already had that embedded in their head my mom especially love her to death wish to god she was still here but she probably thought that you know there was something wrong with me my dad on the other hand pretty much sent me to every damn shrink in california thinking that there's something wrong with me he must be crazy and what drove him crazy about me though is that i was not your typical you know teenager I went outside and I rode my 10 speed around the entire neighborhood. Did that all the time by myself. I had friends, but they were, um, like I said, scattered to the, to the third winds. And I always watched television. And for some reason, my dad hated that. He's like, boy, take it outside and this, 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 this. And, and it's not just there. I was made fun of in school so badly, in high school that is, so badly, that the, that the year that I was going to graduate and have my prom, I was not going to go. I came real close to not going. The only person that talked me out of it was my mother. Oh, go get your tax, I can get you one, and this, 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 and you know, Didn't have a date. I had a date then. Her name was Jamila. Hi, Jamila. And, uh, you know, it was, I mean, I wasn't going to go. I really wasn't. And it was not because I was mentally challenged. It was because I was bullied. A lot. From kindergarten all the way up to the 12th grade, there was always a new fixture on me for bullying. And people even then asked me if I was crazy. Mentally challenged. How the fucking teacher asked me that? Okay, that's none of your damn business, really. But yeah, he asked me if I was mentally challenged. Again, is that something you say to a kid that's like 13 or 14 years old? I don't think so. But it is what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, mental illness is no joke, it's not a punchline. It's not a comic punchline. It's a real God honest, fucked up in your head thing. And you may be all put together. You may have your shit together. You may have a good job, good car, maybe a wife, a girlfriend, kids, whatever. And that's your body of proof that there's nothing wrong with you. But the person that has a mental illness. They have different ones for them. There's ones that look like they're functioning and they're actually not. You got ones that have full-blown conversations with themselves, which a guy told me once that there's no, no big deal talking to yourself. Now, when you start texting and want to go out for dinner and everything, yeah, you may have a problem. <laughs> so it's, a, you know, it's nothing to play around with. It really isn't. So I tried 
every day I try to sort of think about the positives in my life. And it works sometimes. But, um, like I said, in many times, I have no self-esteem. It's it's gone. It was it left the building a long damn time ago. And self-esteem, confidence, don't mean a damn thing to me. Because and people tend to think that I'm I'm mentally challenged, but I tell them that I think I look like an ugly ass bastard myself. I'm overweight. Glasses. Uh, <clears throat> I talk funny. Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And when you know, I, yeah, I got a wife. We're deaf. But when I was single, sorry, ain't, ain't nobody trying to look at me. You know, because they thought I was retarded. I couldn't win. Did not win at all. Period. Still can't win it all and uh, I wish I could you know change things back to normal but those days are long gone and I'm surprised that I'm not in a straitjacket in some padded room with my hair all over my head screaming for my mother wearing a jacket that you hug yourself all day long and whatever but I am not mentally challenged I am not retarded I am not crazy I'm not mad I'm not anything I am Robert or Roberto whatever you prefer but to those that do deal with this every day we have to understand they're going through you know through all this by themselves yeah, there's support around and everything, but they still got it in their head. And it's, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't wash off of the cloth or none of that shit. <sighs> so, I guess um, what I'm trying to say is, is that mental illness is not a fun, it's not a fun, it's not a game. It's none of that stuff. And to make fun of a person that has it or to call them crazy or insane or whatever, that doesn't help anything. If anything, it agitates them even more. God knows if I had a, you know, had a bat and them people ask me on those stupid-ass questions, I'll be freaking Bo Jackson. I'll be just knocking the hell out of everybody. But it would also cement that there's something fucking wrong with me. So, I try to keep on that. Some people understand it, and then some could give a damn care less. If I was to say, drop dead, just out the blue, I go to bed at night, and that's the last time you'll hear my voice. I know for a fact, for a very big fact, that some people will think that. It, the, the mental you know, mental illness got to me to the point where I either shot myself, hung myself, or something like that. I mean, no one knows the future. But, like I said, mental illness is 
a very extremely bad thing for people. And all the medications in the world and all the strength you go to and all the support you have, it's all well and good. But sometimes it doesn't even, you can't even do nothing with that either. Especially a guy or a person with mental illness. They just think that you're out to get them. You know, they, you know, you're trying to be, this is a conspiracy and all that type of stuff. And we have a lot of conspiracy theorists now or ne- now more than ever. And uh, I would think sometimes some of them are mentally challenged. But that's just my opinion. So if you are a person that's suffering with mental illness, do not hesitate to ask somebody to help you. If the person that you're telling them this doesn't want to help you, move on to the next one. And the next one, the next one. And finally, somebody will actually say, well, how can I help? What do you want me to do to make your mental capacity a little bit better? And listen to them. Don't stand there like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No. Really listen to them. Because who the hell knows what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day. You may not even see this son bitch again. It's no laughing matter. And... We have to support those that are going through it. Not no tough love bullshit and everything else. This, ain't, this is not the TV show intervention, okay? This is in your head. And the voices in your head are telling you to do things to yourself or other people. And the only person that looks bad is, is you, you know? So... I guess that was, you know, that been on my head all day, and these last couple hours, they have um, kind of opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, and how I, um, how I really messed up, but I'm not going to off myself with a 38 or anything, but seriously, I should not be here. I should not. I should have a hole inside of my head the size of a very small baseball or something. I should be pushing up daisies right now. And the only thing that stopped me from ventilating my own head and it's um, the fact that if I would have done it, first of all, my dad would would they would submit what my dad was saying the whole time. There's something fucking wrong with this kid. So I can't even I can't even commit suicide without somebody criticizing him. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Tell you. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, that is my word. So, with that being said, this is your boy Roberto for the Black Hand Podcast 2.0. Please join me tomorrow. I want to talk about something you may or may not like. And I will see you guys down the road. Good night, America, wherever you are. And if you know someone that has some type of case of mental illness, you know, check in on them. You know, just tell them that that you're there for them if they need something. Or, you know, you need to go out somewhere. Just to, you know, anything can help. Because the mental problem is, is a lot, a lot of times, it's voices. 
and the voices are telling them to do crazy shit. So get them out the house. Go go out driving. Hell, roll down the windows and you know, blast all the way down the highway doing something. Besides, don't, don't try to kill yourself, but you know what I mean. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, that's all for tonight. You guys have a nice, uh, nice night, morning, whatever the hell it is. And I'll see you soon. Peace out.